Different kind of episode uh, here today. Appreciate you guys uh, taking a listen and uh, sharing the shows online. We, we know that you're doing that because we see downloads go up. And when you have something like this, the current situation of the world that we're in right now, people are looking for information, right? They want some insight from, from some people who, uh, who are seeing things like they're seeing them or seeing things differently. And that's what we're doing today. Uh, we bring on six different PT students from across the country, and we wanted to hear how their education has changed, uh, what they're doing to adapt, what their what their school is doing to adapt, what they're learning about themselves, and uh, where this is going to go in the future for them. Some predictions as well. So I want to thank uh, the six different students from across the country who came on the show at a moment's notice, by the way, to uh, to have a drink with us and uh, and talk about the world and what it looks like from their point of view right now during DPT education, during COVID-19, uh, clinicals, didactic, uh, what they do at home, where they're stuck, and how they're getting around it. So uh, some really good insight here from some students, and they also rate their professors, what, and how their professors are adapting to uh, teaching online in the world right now. So uh, take a listen. Episode is brought to you by our friends from Arius Medical Staff. Leaders in travel PT. And if you're thinking travel physical therapy right now, well, yeah, some communities uh, definitely in need of a physical therapist um, as the situation is ongoing. So all different settings, all 50 states, that's where Arius has positions. So some communities are really hard hit without therapists. If you need a position to go there, if you're displaced and you're looking for a position, there are, in fact, positions available. Again, in all settings, uh, acute care becoming uh, one of those uh, in demand right now. So uh, take a look right now. Just see what's available at their website, aureusmedical.com. That is aureusmedical.com. Go to that website and see uh, where you can be a physical therapist and help a great community in need. Uh, also want to thank the guys from Owens Recovery Science. Uh, their website is owensrecoveryscience.com. A single source for PTs looking for certification and personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training and the equipment you need to apply it properly in your clinical practice. So the certification, the equipment, the knowledge, the research, all available for you now, waiting for you at uh, owensrecoveryscience.com. That is owensrecoveryscience.com. Uh, let's get in the episode. Let's do this thing. Patience is a virtue. Right now, we're all just trying to get accustomed to what's going on, and not everything's going to be perfect, but we have to be willing to work at it. We're all in this together. It's not just New Yorkers. It's not just Americans. Throughout the globe, we're in this together, and we will get through this together. The best conversations happen at happy hour. Welcome to ours. Welcome aboard. This is the PT Pinecast. Here's your host, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Welcome to PT Pinecast. I'm your host, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Uh, A very special and unique, never done before type of episode today is we're going to talk to PT students from around the country about how physical therapy education has changed. We've had conversations on this show with PT educators, with students, about how PT education should change, what things would facilitate that change, what things you'd want to see in five or 10 or 15 years. But suddenly the world had to shift and change and everything had to adapt. They say necessity is the mother of invention. And we've seen that in the last couple of weeks. And we're going to continue to see that. But we wanted to get on the phone because I think social media paints a really, really good presentation. Uh, Social media is made to make really, really pretty pictures fit in a news feed. And that's not life. I mean, that's that's not really what it's like out there. You know, if you've been quarantined, if you haven't been in clinic, if you haven't been interacting with a lot of human beings, first of all, thank you for doing that and uh, slowing the spread and flattening that curve. But also all you're left with is what things look like based on a news feed. And that doesn't allow for a lot of things like conversation and crosstalk and agreement and, and extrapolating and disagreement. So we wanted to bring some PT students on from around the country. And we're going to do that in a couple different interviews. This first one, I want to go around the horn. We'll start with Becca. Introduce yourself. Where you go to PT school and uh, what year are you? Hi, everyone. I'm Becca. I am a second year and I go to Ithaca College. Awesome. Sean? Hi, everyone. My name is Sean. I'm a second year also at the University of Miami. All right. And Chase? My name is Chase Kuhn. I'm a first year student at The Ohio State University. And I learned a very important lesson the last time we were out at The Ohio State. You got to hit the V very hard. You got to make it, you got to make sure it's T-H-E and they're all capitalized. Absolutely. Uh, Guys, I know you're busy because you're PT students and 
well, for three years, you're pretty much busy. Uh, so I appreciate your time taking taking some uh, some of your valuable time to really share what, what things look like for you. So let's start with Becca. Where are you in terms of education? And we'll just really just go around the horn, much like my, one of my favorite ESPN shows. Um, <laughs> in terms of education, didactic, clinical, and then how's that changed for you? Yeah, so right now we're... This semester is a lot of uh, didactic work for us. The majority of our classes have lab components to them. So we're working in classes like neuro and we're taking pathokinesiology, motor development. And this coming summer was going to be our first kind of externship clinical experience off campus, not in our uh, on-campus clinic. And right now it's been postponed for us. We're not sure really if that is going to be lifted anytime soon, that restriction. But we're going to reach out to clinical sites early April and just see how they're feeling about the whole thing, really. So everything, didactic work is online right now. We're going to keep chugging along and just see how it goes for clinical this summer, starting June 1st, we're supposed to. So Yeah, fingers crossed. When you say online, what's that look like? Does it look like what we're doing now, a Zoom meeting with, you know, with your entire class? Is it recorded? I feel like it could run the gamut. Yeah, a little bit of both. So only two of our, three of our classes are actually live on Zoom, which is pretty nice because we get to kind of come on, we see our professor live, we get to kind of see each other too, which we've been missing out on for the past week for sure. And um, the others are pre-recorded, so we'll go on and yeah, just watch them on our own time. We've been trying to stick to a schedule, so I don't get off track too much, but yeah. Sean, how about you? Same, same question. What's, what's life look like for you in your PT education right now? So right now we're finishing up our spring semester and we're in the classroom. So we've been doing a lot of, lab, well, we've had a lot of lab components and lecture components, but um, we've just been doing pre-recorded lectures, a lot of Zoom conferences for our live stuff. And we've just kind of had all of our lab stuff kind of put on hold right now. As everyone else has kind of seen, a lot of that stuff has been kind of postponed until we are in the clear for getting all uh, all the classmates together and whatnot. But our clinicals aren't into the fall. So the summer for us also looks like a lot of uh, coursework and stuff like that. So for the rest of the semester, as we're finishing up all of our lecture content and all of our lab contents on hold, there's been talks about trying to draw some of the lecture content from the summer that we have and drawing that into what we're doing right now. That way we can... um, just all really get together in the summer and have all of our lab stuff and not really have to push anything further than it needs to be in the future. Sure. Great. Chase, how about things out at the Ohio State? What's what's going on with you guys? Yeah, so uh, at least the first-year students, uh, kind of in the same boat as uh, Becca was or is, um, our first clinical experience was set to start the middle of next month. I don't know if anybody listening can think back to when they were finally excited to get out of that classroom setting and finally get with patients and start to do all the hands-on stuff that you've trained so hard to do. Uh, So to to just have that kind of push back, they've... uh, more or less at this point, uh, especially I think with the new announcement that came out just the other day from President uh, Trump that you know he's extending those quarantine restrictions. Uh, so we're not going to get to go to those clinicals uh, until those are lifted. It, it's, it's, a, it's a real blow to just kind of morale. Uh, but we are getting through, you know, um, similar to the other two. We do have a mix of live Zoom meetings with our classes uh, and pre-recorded lectures. Uh, and honestly, like our faculty have kind of been over backwards to try and be accommodating. And it's that part of it is it's really helpful as a student to see how much your professors actually really care about you getting a quality education. Yeah, uh, you know, to say that the students are affected, yes, that's why we're doing this episode. DCEs, I'm not sure if any of them have any hair in their head because trying to find clinical placements for all our students, from what I've heard anyway, I've never been a DCE, is hard enough at a, uh, you know, on a regular semester. And then, of course, you know, your professors are very, very good at doing what they do, and adapting is very, very hard, especially when you all of a sudden have to drop this on uh, a professor to change an entire class especially when it's a, a particular PT school class that requires a lot of hands-on, a lot of in-person um, education. How are you guys adapting personally? Now, now we, we figured out, and I, and I assume that what you guys are going through and experiencing is going to be kind of across the board, similar with maybe some variability in terms of recorded, live stuff, a lot of Zoom, a lot of webcam. 
But how about personally? You know, what are you guys doing in your personal life to, to change to make sure that you're getting a good education, that you're actually taking this stuff in, your, your mental health is good, and that your physical well-being is, is taken care of? We'll start with Becca again. What are you, what are you doing personally? Yeah, I've been recruiting a lot of my family members around to practice things, you know, just in case we are able to go out on clinical this summer. Yeah, just trying to stay up on things that we're talking about in lecture and our professors are having us look at videos and comment on them and reply to each other, film ourselves doing it. So definitely in that area with school and then try to try and keep a normal routine as much as possible. So just trying to wake up at a normal hour and try to get moving throughout the day has been really helpful for me. Yeah. Sean, what are you doing, man? What have you instilled in your in yourself or tried to to make sure that things are as normal? And again, I'm using air quotes, normal as possible for you. So in these times, like just kind of reiterating what Becca said is just trying to keep a schedule, keep some sort of routine in these crazy times where you wouldn't be, we wouldn't think that we'd be quarantined in our, into our rooms, but I'm still trying to keep up with my daily exercises, whether it be following some of the uh, routines that we see on Instagram or Twitter, or uh, even just trying to like go outside for a little bit of a run just to get even some sunlight. Like I know a lot of us really like to see the sunlight or like just get some fresh air. Like it's tough getting just stuck into our rooms for such a long period of time. And when we're used to social interaction, like we want to go out and talk to our friends outside of just zoom or whatnot. So I'm fortunate enough to actually have a roommate in the program where we can like practice and like talk a little bit about things. So that's like my social, social interaction. That's big. That's great. Chase, what are you doing? So sense of normalcy. So it's, um, I feel like these guys are great and proactive and amazing. And I have like (laughs) absolutely taken advantage of the fact that I can do kind of schooling at my own pace. Like, I think I was up until 3 a.m. last night just kind of watching that Tiger documentary. Uh, weird, man. It's it's, it's a it's weird so thing, cute. and it draws you in. Yeah, it really – so I guess in terms of, like, work-life balance, I'm doing really good uh, because I am kind of just – taken it as it comes i did my i was fortunate i did my undergrad all online uh so i feel like that kind of inadvertently prepared me for a pandemic so so all right that's cool i want to go i want to dig into that so you did your undergrad online are you sticking to a similar schedule than what you did there because some people are morning people and some people ain't yeah so like i know a lot of my classmates like we're we're all in a group me on that app where we kind of can can shoot messages back and forth between each other. And there were a good number today just from the online lectures. And I'll be honest, I haven't even looked at one of them yet. So I was planning to do those before I go to bed. Uh, yeah. And so it's, yeah, like, like you said, some people are morning people. They like to wake up and hammer everything out. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to wake up at my own time, kind of have some breakfast. I'll hop on this uh, recording and then yeah, I'll listen to the lectures before I go to bed. That way yeah. I can kind of like have the night to, to think on it. So it's for me, I think it's it's actually kind of helpful. Um, obviously, without being able to do the hands on stuff makes it a little bit more difficult. But there are there are pros. Yeah, those two words for me. I mean, I, I, obviously, I'm not a student who graduated a couple of years ago, but I work from home. I work mostly 100% remote, and I know that I need to work eight hours, right? People who employ me want to make sure I'm getting uh, they're getting their money's worth. But I know I can do really basic stuff in the morning, and then around 11 or noon is when I can do creative, more high-level stuff. And yeah, I get in trouble sometimes for working at 10, 11 o'clock at night because all of a sudden my, my pistons are firing and I can get a lot done. For me, that works. For other people, especially people I went to PT school with, they were like, why are you not up at five o'clock in the morning doing anything? I'm like, my brain doesn't work at five o'clock in the morning. I can't get it done. So if you see things online, like I started the show off with, and you see other people knocking things out at 6 a.m. and you're saying, I'm behind, I'm not productive, I'm not like this person. For me, if that doesn't work, don't worry about it. Uh, how do you think this is going to change PT education in the future? Uh, a lot of people, but a month ago, a couple weeks ago would have said, you can't do this online. We don't have a choice right now. What do you think this will look like in terms of PT education on the other side of COVID-19? Becca, we'll start with you. Just, it's a prediction. It's a shot in the dark, but some of this stuff might stick around. Yeah. You know, I think it's kind of really showing us that some of this can can be done successfully online. And there is a lot of it that actually does need 
to be done in person and yeah. does need to be really practiced kind of on a regular basis. So I, I feel like in the future, it's going to maybe be more of a, a, a balance. I'm not sure exactly what that's going to be like for students in the future. Yeah, you're saying it, a lot of I think a lot of people would have highlighted, yeah, some of the stuff can be done online. But you're you're actually nicely pointing out, hey, look at the importance of being together. You know, coming together, yeah. look at what, when you take everything away, what are you missing most? You're missing interaction. Uh, Sean, what do you think? Something, some, some of this that's going to stick around, some things we'll actually keep from this situation. I am very intrigued about like how well we've been able to respond to like teachers being adapting to online uh, lectures, pre-recorded lectures and whatnot. I think a lot of that might kind of stick around where, hey, like if someone's sick, I can just hand them, have this pre-recorded lecture kind of uh, in my back pocket for them or something like that. I know across the country, there are, aren't there a few programs that do like online and in-person kind of blends? Yep. So I think that might be a little bit more prevalent, like, hey, this has happened. This happened to all of you guys. So this actually can work and look where it, look at the possibilities that it could lead to. Yeah, look what came out of that. What, what do you think, Chase, some, some parts of this? Maybe like live lectures at 1130 midnight for people like you and me? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, those would be great. Um, but no, I think kind of what Sean hit on is this, just the possibilities uh, that this opens. I feel like, um, you know, just as a profession, uh, as healthcare in general, we kind of typically get set in that, well, this is how it's always done. So this is how we need to do it. Uh, and the fact that something like this uh, COVID-19 pandemic comes along and makes you rethink uh, what quote unquote, has to be the way it's done can really help open doors, especially especially for people who um, who might have difficulties otherwise, like in a learning environment in a classroom, uh, because I, I know that there are some people, at least in my program, who aren't necessarily the most engaged in a classroom setting that I better finding tremendous value in being able to do some of this content online. Yeah, some people are probably having a real difficult time, I, you know, Myself included, we had some lectures that were recorded in PT school if a professor needed to take a couple of days or something like that. And I did okay with those. But if everything was that way, that might have been really hard for me. Although you adapt, right? I mean, if you know if this is the way it's going to be, um, you can kind of adapt to, to some of those things. All right. So we won't use names here uh, for specific professors. But how are your professors doing in terms of technology? Are they remembering to turn their microphones on? Are they remembering to hit record? Are they adapting to the technology? Because being a really good professor, sharing information is a skill. It's a valuable skill. The technology component sometimes takes and has a learning curve. So Becca, how have your professors been? They've been doing really well. I have to say, I'm very proud and shocked at their tech savviness uh, that they've shown us the past you that the past week and preparing for all of this so yeah we'll make sure that uh that uh you don't lose any points or anything if you're being honest but sean what do you think how, how are your professors been there's uh there's been a little bit of a learning curve with uh, using That's technology <laughs> just like swapping around um even the internet connection one of our uh professors actually got booted from our zoom lecture this morning tried rejoining and got booted again and we had to end class early so yeah. even just the internet connectivity itself and using the programs can be hard, not only for just teachers, but like everyone in general, because there's a, even just a lot of choppiness with just trying sure. to hear them keeping up with the lectures as they're presenting online and whatnot. And they're, they're learning just, a, this is probably the first time they're using online content. And, yeah. but like, we have to be understanding like for, it's for a good reason. And they're putting forth their, their best effort, trying to give us quality content. Sean's going to get some bonus points right there. Uh, Chase, what do you think? Uh, have the professors, uh, have they met the challenge? I feel like they've they've met the challenge and they're having a heyday with it. So some of our professors have actually downloaded like a green screen type yes. of app. And they've like <laughs> put like images of the San Francisco Bridge behind them or palm trees and beaches. And so they really are trying to make it personable. And in a few of our lectures, they've even actually like kind of opened up in terms of like a I, I'm glad I kind of get to teach you in a in a t-shirt and sweatpants because this is kind of a view of me that you wouldn't otherwise get to see. And kind of likewise, they get to see us in our home setting, comfortable, relaxed. Yeah. Uh, one of our professors made a comment about how it was nice to see us all just kind of like not super anxious sitting up in our uncomfortable desk chairs, uh, but actually like on the couch or in our bed, kind of like laying back, like 
it just gives you a new perspective on who we are as people versus that whole like professor student mentality that I feel like you get in every normal classroom. So it's, they've, uh, they've definitely adapted and they've made it a pretty enjoyable experience so far. Yeah. Professors and especially PT professors. I mean, they're, you know, they ain't there for the money, man. I mean, they're there to, to, to share information because they care about the, the students in the profession. Uh, reports out of Marymount University, where I went to school, uh, reports that there is a Star Wars background being utilized uh, very, very well by one unnamed professor. She will go unnamed. But uh, yeah, uh, having fun with it. That's that's the idea, right? You want to get students to pay attention. And uh, now you, get to, you, have to, you have to utilize this technology and how you do that is what students will remember along with the information. Uh, last thing we do on the show is the parting shot. This is the parting shot. Rock Tape, helping you get your patients stronger, longer. Find them online at rocktape.com slash medical. They're bringing you the parting shot. More than just a kinesiology tape company, they are a movement company giving you the classes, the tools, the education, the research to get your patients moving stronger, longer. Find them online at rocktape.com slash medical. That is rocktape.com slash medical. If you were to give some PT students some motivation, you know, something that to for them to, to hold near and dear to their hearts as they're going through. And again, that's the cool part of I think this conversation with all you guys is I wanted to show we're all going through something right now and we're adapting and we're learning and we'll get through this. But we'll start with Becca, your parting shot here. Uh, what would you want to tell all the PT students listening? I want to share that as long as you're taking care of yourself, the best way you can, the best way you know how, I think that sets you up for a lot of success in this situation. Yeah, for me. I'm going to remember that one. For me. If it works for me, stick with it. Uh, Sean, your parting shot, what would you want to pass along? Uh, Patience is a virtue. Right now, we're all just trying to get accustomed to what's going on, and not everything's going to be perfect, but we have to be willing to work at it. Yeah, I had a report of a a friend who's being reassigned as actually helping with the nursing department as a physical therapist in her uh, in her hospital. And she said some people were getting frustrated and she had to point out the people giving them the information. They were probably just getting it moments before they were giving it. They weren't holding anything back on purpose. So patience is a virtue is definitely something that needs to be brought up again. Uh, Chase, parting shot. No pressure, man. So I'm going to steal this uh, from one of our professors, uh, Mr. Uh, John DeWitt. He, yeah. He relates all of his uh, PT students. We have to be sharks, right? Uh, sharks, if they don't keep moving, they uh, die. They, you know, you got to keep moving, got to keep swimming. So it's all about, for me, flexibility and adaptability and just keep moving, keep going through, you know, and you'll come out the other side. Just keep kind of that, that end goal in mind and you'll be fine. Yeah, I like that. Quoting a professor and finding Nemo, right? So just keep swimming. Guys, again, appreciate you guys taking some time out. We're going to talk with a different group after you guys just to see what variability we can get across the spectrum. Uh, you guys are going through a lot as PT students. You know, I, I was there. Lots of other people listening were there. This is a different situation. So kudos to you guys for for going through this on top of being a, a PT student. And uh uh, excited to see what, what this will teach you, what other lessons this will give you once you guys graduate. So thanks and good luck. Thank you. Thanks, Jimmy. The PT Pinecast will be right back. Show's brought to you by Arius Medical Staffing, the single source for PTs wanting to do what you want to do, which is be a physical therapist where you want to do it. They've got positions anywhere in the U.S. All 50 states. Yeah, we get asked this a lot. Alaska, Hawaii, Colorado. You want to do some mountains? You like rivers, lakes, ocean? They got you covered. A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com. It's very simple to explain what they do. It's why I love working with them. They find PTs jobs, doing what they want to do, where they want to do it. You put yourself through school, lots of blood, sweat, and tears. Now you decide where you work. Arius has you covered. A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com. No obligation. Just check them out and see what they have to offer. They've been doing this for a couple of decades. A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com. This is the PT Pinecast. New Step created the first product of its kind 25 years ago. That was the New Step recumbent cross trainer. Now it's a mainstay in rehab with physical therapists worldwide. New Step now continues its tradition of innovation with the New Step Transit, another innovation in recumbent cross trainers for physical therapists, delivering real-time biofeedback with this piece of equipment, letting you use it in meaningful ways for awareness of physical performance, uh, goals, identifying and correcting deficits or imbalances. Take a test drive or find out more at newstep.com. That's newstep.com online at newstep.com and we're back 
Let's get back to the show. Welcome to PT Pinecast. I'm your host, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. We're doing round number two with PT students from around the country. Let's go around the horn, which is also the name of my favorite ESPN show. Let's just do uh, name, year in school, and uh, what school you go to. We'll start with James. All right. So my name is James Novak. I'm a second year DPT student at Utica College, which is in upstate New York. For those of you that aren't up to date with their geography, if you could picture a map of New York State, we're smack dab right in the middle of it. Yeah, there's more than just New York City. Who knew? <laughs> hey, we're messing on the office. All right, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> love it. Uh, Utica, love it. Kelsey, tell us about you. Uh, my name is Kelsey. I am a second year DPT student, and I go to the University of St. Augustine at the Austin, Texas campus. It's an awesome town. It's an oh, awesome yeah. town. A little jealous there. And Casey, tell us about you. My name is Casey Hostenbein, and I'm a first year student at the Ohio State University. Yeah. All right. So we had one The Ohio State University student in both of our sessions today. So you guys are well, well represented. Uh, we opened up with the last group really just saying this is kind of these are kind of unprecedented times uh, that you guys are going through on top of being PT students. So really wanted to get some insight into how you guys are adapting uh, from what we're seeing online. We're seeing a lot of live Zoom calls, much like what we're doing right now, being able to see and hear and be able to present some information on the screen like slides in real time, as well as recorded lectures. How are those going for you? We'll start with James. Uh, how is getting out of the classroom? I mean, I, hey, in theory, in the beginning, no commute, you can go in your pajamas, it's great. Uh, how are things going now that you've been doing it for a little while? You know, things have really started to level off. At first, it was definitely a little bit of a change. You know, they, you know, right along, our, our faculty were great with telling us, you know, you should keep the same routines you did, you know, wake up in the morning, shower, you know, get dressed, get ready, right? Yeah. And I think for maybe the first two days, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. All right. All right, Dr. Smith, whatever. You know, and I would, you know, I'd be in my PJs with a nice shirt on top, you know, ready to go for the Zoom meetings. But after about a day or two, I, I really saw the significance in keeping uh, a steady routine during the week, you know, and keeping that schedule that we've become so used to. And doing that, you know, getting up at the same time, trying to work out at the same time has really helped me um, in kind of keeping sane, you know, and, and keeping my pace with my studies. Yeah. As somebody who works from home full time, I'm, I'm completely remote. Without some sort of semblance of schedule, and I would say that the, the most powerful app that I use on my phone is Google Calendar. And I do put times in there to do stuff, even if they're, quote, simple, even if they're just housekeeping stuff. Putting a time in there makes sure that thing doesn't get lost, but it also keeps you on track. Uh, Kelsey, how's the change been for you? Uh, it's been tough, not going to lie. Um, yeah. I Just before all this happened, I got into a new routine of really pushing myself to go to campus and stay there a lot longer. I would get there way earlier and stay a lot later because this term is pretty challenging. But the hardest part, I don't know about everyone else, but my school is very manual-based and it's manual-heavy. So the biggest thing I've tried to adapt to so far is the hands-on labs. I'm taking a spine lab right now, biophysical agents, neuromuscular too, which is a lot of neuro interventions. So all of that is really hands-on, and that's been the most challenging part because we can't practice on our professors or practice on our classmates. So I'm practicing on my boyfriend right now, which is okay, but he doesn't understand, you know, how to have an ataxic gait or anything like that. So I feel like I'm missing out right now on the manual things. But as far as class goes, it's pretty much the same. We have online lectures and then our in class or face-to-face lectures are through Blackboard or Ring Central, and that's been a change as well, but a little bit easier to manage. Yeah, uh, you, you mentioned noticing when things are gone. I remember going through PT school myself. My professor saying, "Listen, later on when you graduate, you're not going to have you know 20 or 30 other students available to hang out for an hour or two after class and do this stuff. So make sure you take advantage of that to to build some of your skills at that time. So you're noticing." when that's actually taken away. And that, that can't be easy, especially with the particular classes that you're in right now, missing yeah. those things. That's completely, that's completely normal. Casey, same, same situation for you at the Ohio State University. Uh, some live, some recorded classes. How's that going for you? 
Yeah, for me, I mean, similar to what James and Kelsey said, I think one of the hardest parts is just adapting to a completely new routine. For me, I'm actually home in New Jersey um, since this all started, and I have two brothers at home, so it's a very different dynamic going from, you know, living by myself, like with one other roommate in Columbus, and having your PT school routine. So not only has my school routine changed, just my whole day-to-day life is very different. Like adapting to living with your family again is a big change. And I think I just really am missing like all the human interaction that we have, not only with the labs, but just... I mean, you're in class for like eight, nine hours a day, but you're always with like, you know, for us, our 50 classmates and in between every class is when you get to talk with everyone and that's your social life pretty much. And that I think is missing a lot for me. So that's kind of what I've struggled with the most. And definitely like Kelsey was saying, I think we do a lot of manual stuff at OSU. We usually are in lab, you know, like six, seven hours a week and then additional practice on top of that. So it's a bummer to not be able to like grab someone's knee when we're learning the knee intervention and things like that. I think it just, you know, I know that I'm going to learn it now, but I'm going to have to take the time on my own once this is all over to like relearn those skills. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned to my parents once while I was in undergrad that I learned probably as much in the hallways in school as I did in classrooms. And that's really what you're saying there is having those conversations once the lesson is over in the hallways or saying, did you understand that? Or how did you hear that? And then all of a sudden hearing other points of view, sometimes you don't get that in a Zoom meeting unless you're close, unless you have a roommate who's living with you or you happen to be in a tight-knit study group to be able to, to kind of decompress and kind of break down, hey, did you hear the same thing I heard? And to hear other points of view, if you're home, if you're sequestered at home with your family, you might not be getting that because you're the only person in the building, the only person in your house that speaks PT at this point. And uh, it's, it's, it's difficult to have those conversations. Uh, how about personally? We go around the horn again. What are you doing to you know, throw school out the window? What are you doing, James? We'll start with you to make sure that you're still doing all right. Jimmy, I'm so happy you brought this up. You know, and I think that is it's such an important thing right now is for people to make sure just on a, pers- on a personal level, throw the school all that out the window how are they doing? How are they staying social? How are they staying connected? Myself, something that I, I've really tried to do is interact with my uh, friends through school through FaceTime. We have a little group. We'll FaceTime every couple of days. And not only with your friends as well. You know, my I just FaceTimed my grandma the other day, actually. Yeah. Uh, she had a, she had to fire up the old FaceTime and figure that out. Um, but it it's nice, you know, and I think it makes a, such a difference when you're able to have a, a face-to-face conversation with someone, even if it's just on the phone or on the computer, you know, it, it to help keep you social during times like this. I think it really keeps us connected, and more importantly, it keeps us united. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And you're scoring grandma points right there, which is always uh, <laughs> which is always needed early in the year. Uh, Kelsey, sanity outside of school. What what things are you doing to make sure that Kelsey's okay? So I'm making sure I get outside if it's nice out and just hanging out in the fresh air. Um, all the gyms are closed, of course. So I try to make sure I get in my uh, exercise the best way I can. I've ran more than I remember ever since uh, undergrad. I haven't run this much since undergrad. So I've been running a lot. And then same with James. I've talked to my grandma. I talked to my parents. I make sure I'm FaceTiming all my old friends. I've talked to my roommate the other day who I haven't talked to in such a long time so that was great um and there was a quote from Jay Glazer that I love he said it's physical isolation not social isolation so I just want to make sure everyone knows that don't isolate yourself from the world you can still socialize yeah at the uh the, the first group I talked to I kicked off the the conversation by saying social media is great for presentation and the reason I wanted to do this episode is because it we can have more of a conversation and really kind of hear more nuance. Instead of just text and really curated pictures and videos and reposting of other things that are really, really nice, what's the nitty gritty? And remembering to have those conversations with your family, with your friends, and literally getting outside, those are good things to, to remember and to focus on. And yeah, I love that quote too. You know, it's, uh, it's physical isolation, not social isolation. Watching your new, newsfeed does not count as interacting with your friends. Give people a call. Give them a FaceTime. That counts a lot. Uh, Casey, what about you? What are you up to? Um, I've definitely been doing a lot of like meditation, yoga. Um, my family and I set up like a gym in our garage, which has been super fun. Wow. A great outlet for all of us. But yeah, like James said, I really love that you brought this up because I definitely think one of the like silver linings of all of this is people have really 
taking the time to say like, you know, it's okay to just be human right now. And, you know, yes, you're a student. Yes, you were a businessman. Yes, you were whatever you were. But right now, like, there's this huge acceptance of just your mental well-being. And like, that's just such a passion of mine. And I just really like that we've taken the time to say, you know, you can put your student needs on hold, just like take care of your human needs. And, you know, for me, like, I'm definitely a perfectionist. I definitely push myself to like, you know, be the best student I can be, as I'm sure we all do. But it's really, I think I've just allowed myself to, especially now that everything is online, not sit in my computer, in front of my computer for the 12th hour of the day to study that extra hour, because that's just not where my brain is at right now. And I just think it's really great that as a society, we've been able to say, you know, mental health is important and it's okay to not be okay right now and like I said just put your human needs in front of like your other needs right now yeah when you're looking at those computers and even if you're studying I was guilty of this too you know Facebook is open on tab on a tab you're getting a lot of stuff that's not necessarily we're not used to it right I mean a lot of this information it's it's difficult to process and if you if you think of your brain like a computer you're still processing a lot of stuff so Walking away is definitely something good that's uh, that we should remember and, and take care. A little jealous that you got like a gym set up at home. Jeez, and not killing <laughs> your family. I wanted to ask a, a, a prediction question, right? Because this is where we sit. We figured out where you guys are sitting and where you are now. And I think we had a pretty good snapshot of the last two groups in terms of what things look like. Recorded, live, Zoom, Google Docs, FaceTime. It's pretty universal. What are some of the things you think will stick around? What are some of the things that maybe a, a month ago – People might have said, there's no way PT school can do this. We need to have this. But in a, in a few months when this is over, and it will be over, the things that you think that should stay, things that you, you actually found helpful or, uh, or, or beneficial to your education. James, what do, you, what do you think will keep out of this COVID-19 situation? Um, so a couple things. You know, to start, I'm, I'm actually on a, on a social level. I'm going to say FaceTime. You know, I mean, I don't know about everyone, but myself – I wasn't a fan. Whenever my friend would FaceTime me, I would hit end it out and say, why are you trying to like, let's just text. Like, what do you got to say, man? <laughs> um, like, come on. But um, after this, I've definitely learned the value and the really the significance of being able to see someone face to face and have that conversation because you never know when you're not going to be able to see them face to face in person again, you know? So I, I think that's important. I've liked some professors do like Zoom open, open office hours now. And I, I thought that's pretty neat. You know, I think Zoom is a um, it's a wonderful platform, you know, for these types of things. It's, you're able to be efficient and get things across. And lastly, I think what we learned and, and something that will stick is just just the sense of unity. You know, I think before people always thought we were such a divided country and we were just such a divided people. And that's not the case. I mean, we saw once this stuff really started to come down, we saw how fast people came together, you know. So I think we've learned from this just we is not just from, you know, being a New Yorker, but us just as a country are a lot more united than we thought. And we we will get through this and we will get anything else. We'll get through anything else that comes our way together. Love it. Well said, James. Kelsey, what's 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 one or two things you think that you'd like to see stick around? Things that you actually, number one, I can tell you want to go back to the lab. You want to put your hands on bodies. We got that. That's something you want back. But what's something you think might stick around? Um, I think, so our professors are letting us record ourselves um, doing the skills, and we can send that to send that to them to check over and if we have any questions, um, and they'll give us feedback on that, and I really hope that sticks around, and I think it should, because I think that's a really good tool when they're not around that we can use, and I think the importance of washing your hand, <laughs> and uh-oh. All right, so Kelsey uh, had a little uh, technical difficulty, which I think is something we're probably all dealing with when we're, we're now switching to Zoom live and recorded. Uh, Kelsey mentioned hand washing is something she wanted to stick around. Sounds basic, but it was it was it was so well received that it actually booted us off the internet right there. So that's something you want to stick around. I mean, I mean, if I learned anything from PT school, it was know the basics and do them well, and uh, you know saying that you have to wash your hands as long as it takes to, to sing happy birthday. You know what? I'm, I'm okay with that. Maybe we needed to relearn that after kindergarten. All right. Uh, what do you think? Same question, Casey. What's something you want to stick around 
I think in terms of like curriculum and PT school based, I really love that. So anytime we do like a Zoom Q&A or like a live lecture, it gets obviously recorded and then posted to Carmen Canvas. So I do love this idea of when things go back to in person that we continuously maybe just like record it, put it online as a resource, because I know there's been plenty of times that I'm studying in the library and I just would love to rewatch how they did a technique and I don't necessarily have that. So I would love if that stayed. And then in terms of like mentality stuff, I think, you know, this online learning has really made all of us as students need to be even bigger advocates for our own learning. You know, no one said to do this before. And it really puts a lot of power in our hands to give our professors feedback of this is working, this isn't working. You know, all of our professors are doing amazing jobs adapting to this, but obviously they're not perfect. They've never done this before. So I think that, you know, students really being responsible and having the courage to give feedback on their learning is something that I really hope carries over into after all of this. Yeah. Uh, listen, I went to PT school. That was that was the one thing when my professor said, any PT you ever meet, you're gonna be able to look at them and say, hey, we went through PT school. They vary from program to program, but we all took the NPTE and we're all PTs. You guys are going through something that, well, I, I mean, I just didn't have to deal with. And you had to adapt and you had to own your education. Um, you had to do a little more than anybody else. So I think that's, uh, that's great advice. Talking about professors, and uh, having to adapt, I promise I won't tell any of them, but how are they doing? You know, how are they doing adapting to this technology so far? What kind of a grade would you give them in terms of uh, the faculty? James, we'll start with you. Ooh, make me go first. All right. Um, no, I mean, in complete honesty, you know, at when it first when it first came down the horn that, hey, you know, we're um, after spring break, we're not coming back to campus for the semester and, you know, get ready for this online platform. There was certainly a time of uncertainty. And at first, we didn't really, as students, I think we expect to hear right away from faculty. You know, we, we don't think that they have families and they have to. They're cope people. With, right. Yeah, yeah. We forget they're people, you know. And um, so people were a little uneasy, but eventually they, they came out with a plan. And I think they've done very well. You know, to say that to say that it's perfect uh, isn't the case. So if I'm sitting down and this is a lab comp, I'm not, I can't give them 100. You know, this is a skill check. But. <laughs> I can give them a very good grade. You know, overall, yeah. they have been, they themselves have been very versatile and very adaptable and have been very responsive to things that we think work well and don't. And as of right now, I can say it's been a overall a pretty smooth transition. All right. So James gives them a passing, passing grade, not a hundred, but they're learning on the fly. There was no textbook for this in their defense. There was no textbook. Uh, so they're making it up. Kelsey, how, how's it been for you? Because St. Augustine is a, is a three campus school. So you guys have probably had to try to organize across geography as well. Yes. So I think that's been really tough for them with so many campuses to worry about. And uh, each department has gotten together and had meetings, they said. But they have been great with adapting and being flexible for us. Um, we've, like, all of our assignments and tests, they're open with pushing back or moving up, moving the schedule around, which is great. Uh, there's still a lot of unknowns, though. There's some classes we don't know how we're going to do our practicals, especially yeah. the hands-on ones. So a plan still isn't set for that, which is kind of scary. But, yeah, I would give them a passing grade, not 100. But the, I know they're doing their best. And um, I'm supposed to start my clinical in May. And the clinical department is also under a lot of stress because sure. they don't. there's a lot of kids getting kicked out or have to postpone their internship. So we're definitely being patient because I know it's tough. So yeah, they're doing a great job too. Uh, Casey, we've got two passing grades so far. How, how's the, the Ohio State University doing in terms of the faculty rising to the challenge? I personally can't rep them enough. Um, you know, I'm sure Chase said the same thing. I really, like my heart goes out to all my faculty. They have just been like such a family to us through this time. And I love them before this, but I truly do love them even more after all of this. They've just, I mean, I can't imagine trying to reschedule a whole entire semester. And we're at the very tail end of our semester. We were supposed to finish and go on clinical April 20th. So we oh, wow. were like, we were coming into the very tail end our lab practical was supposed to be today, actually. So, you know, I just 
so many props to them. I can't thank them enough. Every time they come on the recorded lecture, they're like, we miss you. We miss your faces, you know, and they've just been so receptive to feedback. Like just the other day, I emailed the professor and was like, hey, listen, I really think we need an extra hour of like when we would do the live Zooms for our lab class. And she was like, no problem, immediately changed it. So they're definitely, I mean, not a hundred, no one's perfect. Sorry, I always do love you, but I really, I can't thank them enough. And I definitely, the more this process goes on, the more that I'm just so thankful that I ended up at this program with these faculty to support us literally no matter what happens. All right. Three passing grades, no hundreds, but that's to be expected, right? This is real life. Uh, last thing we do on the show is the parting shot. And let's direct this toward other PT students. Uh, since we were able to talk to a handful of you guys about how things are really going, where the rubber meets the road, uh, what advice would you give or what parting shot? What, what, what's, what's some sentiment you'd want to impart on other students who are going through this with you as well? We'll start with James. So I want to start with a couple of things, Jimmy. One, we talked about it earlier, but I think it's so important. Stay social. Stay in touch with your classmates. All right. Keep that bond that you had when you're in school. You know, one of the things that has been challenging for people this transition is you're in a DPT cohort or a, a PTA cohort where you're around each other all day, every day, you know, and we went from that, that level of, you know, connectivity to now being separate and dispersed or whether across the state or across the country. So making sure to stay together, you know, keep in touch, do various different things is important Two, get moving. Get, I shouldn't have to tell you this as PT or PTA students, but I'm going to say it anyway, get moving, make sure yeah, at your exercise, either um, through some home workouts or go outside and run. There's a lot of different apps that are offering free trials right now. Look those up, download them. And the last thing that I think I want to say, you know, is once again, I we've said it before, but I think adaptability during this time, being able to be adaptive is, is such a vital skill to have because we, Kelsey brought up earlier, we don't know what the future is going to bring. You know, there's, and like you said, there's, there's no textbook for this. We're just, just kind of winging it, you know, as we go along, we can only do the best that we can do being able to, to adapt to the times and stay together. Something that I've been doing along, you know, uh, I've been following since I'm from New York. I, I listened to Governor Andrew Cuomo, you know, and I think regardless of what side of the political aisle you fall on, I think he definitely offers some uh, strong and inspiring words. So I think my, my parting shot would be this. This is, a, this is a quote from Andrew Cuomo, and in it he says New Yorkers. But I want to take that out. I, instead, I want to say we. Because we're all in this together. It's not just New Yorkers. It's not just Americans. We, as throughout the globe, we're in this together. So he's, So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change his quote. I'm going to say it like this. We are smart. We are resourceful. We are united. We are tough. We're all in this together, and we will get through this together. And that's my parting chat. Love it. Kelsey, good luck following that one. Here's your, wow. your, yeah, give it a standing O right there. <laughs> How can uh, I follow that? Yeah, what, what would you want other PT students to uh, to hold near? We're, we're tough, we're strong, we'll get through this together, a focus on we. What, 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 what gets you through the day? What do you want to share? I would share that focus on what you can control. We can't control what the coronavirus is, what it has in store. We just can control what we can control right now. So be present with you know, your social life, connect with your friends, and also your school. Don't focus on the outside world too much. Just be present so everything doesn't pass you by and don't stress out over what you cannot control. Yeah, that's important. All right, Casey, you get, you get to be the closer. Uh, parting shot, what's, what's something you want the audience to, uh, to remember? Um, I think, you know, for PT students, obviously, like we've said a million times, there's no textbook for this. We don't really know what to do. And we're at a loss for some of the things we're missing from normal school. But, you know, be resourceful when you can. I guarantee you someone in your family has an impairment that they could be in PT for. Make them your patient. My mom's had four shoulder surgeries, finally got her to start doing her exercises again. So yeah. Have fun with it. Like, get your family involved. That's been something that's been super fun for me. Um, I think, like James and Kelsey say, just, like, stay active with your classmates. You know, they were your support system, you know, up until this point. They don't have to not be your support system anymore just because you're not physically with them. Just keep relying on them. Keep keeping them in your life. And I think kind of just what I said earlier is my final parting shot for this. Just be a human. Like, this is a really scary, crazy time no one likes change. I especially do not like change. I hate it with all of my guts. 
And it's okay to talk about that. Like talk to your professors, talk to your classmates and just be a human, whatever that means to you at the end of the day, just like love your people, do what you got to do. And like, like James said, I love Cuomo. Um, we'll get through this. Perfect. Well, well said, you guys. Well, well done. Uh, appreciate you guys taking some time out. I think people are probably a little uh, jealous of Casey. She's got a home gym now, and she's got someone in her household with four shoulder surgeries to work with. Man, she's got a lot going for her. Look around. Be human. We'll get through this. And uh, I appreciate you guys taking some time out because I know you're busy because you're PT students. And now on top of all this, you're kind of taxed a little more. So uh, thank you guys for taking some time out to let us know what it's really like as PT students in the time of COVID-19. And when this is all over, we'll have a beer in person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks hey. for having us. Yeah, thank Amen you. Amen The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com. Do you want to improve your skills as an orthopedic physical therapist? Do you want to practice at the top of your profession? Have you ever thought about earning your orthopedic clinical specialist certification? Well, imagine how great it would feel to go into the OCS examination feeling confident and prepared that you'll pass on your first attempt. If you were given a plan that was simple to follow, if you were given lessons that were easy to understand, and you were given sample tests that sharpened your skills. However you're comfortable studying, the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy's current concepts course can make you more prepared and confident for the OCS examination. But it can't help you unless you take the first step and make the investment, and today is your chance. Go to orthopt.org and take the current concepts course from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. That's orthopt.org and the current concepts course from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. This is the PT Pinecast. Want to thank Brooks IHL. That's Brooks Rehabilitation Institute of Higher Learning, offering residencies, fellowship education, orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, Neurologic PT, Pediatric Sports. That's an overview of their residencies. Check out what they have to offer at brooksihl.org. World-class educational opportunities to the local and regional community. Check them out, brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. ptpinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at buildpt.com.